All right. Uh, let's do it. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Warp, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentaries of Star Trek episodes. My name is Sean. My name is Matt. Aaron. And that's it. Yeah. Got a hmm. crew of three today. Yep. Um, the only three, the three best ones. I oh, mean, that's really? It's, come on. It's the only three you need. Um, don't know what happened to Min. He was a late scratch. And, uh, you know, at the moment, uh, May and Jake's apartment is burning down. So we're going to try without him. And we are so watching today. May and Jacob don't. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation season two, episode 15, Pin Pals. And I've got 45 minutes and 37 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. So, can I start this out by saying I was a like 20% concerned with Picard's interest in horses? Oh, <laughs> how so? He's a little bit into it more than more than I was expecting. <laughs> okay. He is very into horses, especially yeah. in this episode. He is hot for horses in this episode. Yeah. Pretty sure this is one of his hobbies that will never be mentioned ever again. Okay. I think this may but be the one and only time. 20% uncomfortable. Just because he was too enthusiastic? Mm-hmm. Do you say so it's been a while since you've seen it? I didn't watch this before. Okay. So I don't remember. Here he comes. Oh, uh, look at him wearing his jodhpurs or whatever. It's, it's, yeah. it's like future I mean, jodhpurs. looks good. Just, I guess if you see, I don't know if it's going to come across in the subtitles, but yeah. He's like, I don't like small animals, but horses. Yeah, just, that, that. That's nice that they remember they remembered that. Because remember we saw that episode where he admitted he had never had a puppy? Never played with puppies. Oh, and I was so like depressed when I saw that. It was like, have you been seen a puppy? It wasn't not just like had a puppy. It was sort of like, have you ever never played with puppies? Never played with a puppy. No, and I'm like, dear God. But see, now he's just said, I don't really like small animals, but I like big old horses. He likes dogs. Like something. Well, yes, he eventually gets a dog. Anyway, he. I mean. It's partly elegant, partly creepy. That's all I'm gonna say. It is a beautiful horse that the the uh, holodeck has created for him. Yes, it's very aristocratic, right? And yes. Picard is kind of a very aristocratic. Well, kind of... he makes a big deal about making sure that it's an English tack, not a Western tack. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's a bit so... of a fuss. <laughs> he's kind of a Fauntleroy in that he's way. He's a little bit Lord. He's a little Lord Fauntleroy sometimes. Yeah, yeah and it was just like, okay. <laughs> I like you, Picard, so I'm not going to go there, but it's a little bit off. I don't think he wants to fuck the horse, if that's what you were <laughs> if that's what you've been trying to uh, That seemed like that's where she was going with it. Almost I goes there, though. It's not, I didn't want to say anything. Because you never knew were empty. I mean, it gets... And he talks about this love of horse going deeper than like I don't know. It's got some words that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Is this whole conversation they're just talking about pets? Deanna's talking about a cat she used to yes. have or something. Yeah, she had a betazoid cat. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Get along with the mom. Oh, you know what? We do see him ride a horse again in Generations. Oh, does boy. he? I can't because I know. Yeah, Shatner remember rides they, a horse they, in that. they ride together to go. They ride together. The okay. Yeah, okay. So oh, Shatner. Years, I can be uncomfortable again. Yep. Yeah. Shatner has a horse ranch. I mean, he's way into right. horses. Yeah, you can, he knows his way around horses. Although he does not know how to make a horse sound, as we learned in that one episode. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I blocked that out. Who are we talking about? Shatner. Oh. <laughs> the OG See, captain. So Picard's just about to enjoy himself, and they're yep. like, uh, you got to come yep. back to work. That was kind of funny. Picard never uh, gets to have any fun. Yeah. No. The life of a starship captain is hard. 
it's a lot of work and you don't yeah, really but here's the thing i don't understand time off that's a holodeck program right yeah why does he tie the horse back up after he leaves oh force of habit <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, wouldn't just the program do that for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you want to pretend like it's real in the holodeck I guess that's so. the but i thought that's... it was funny that he changed back into his uniform it was kind of urgent but he had to like get back in his jumpsuit yeah, every once in a while, they'll do one where they're on the holodeck and they get summoned to the bridge right away, and, they, and they'll still be wearing whatever they were wearing on the holodeck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen very often. Usually they change into their work clothes, but every once in a while you see them in their holodeck outfits right, on the bridge. Right. It's pretty funny. We are watching Season 2, Episode 15, Pin Pals. Uh, original air date April 29th, 1989. Data befriends an alien girl in distress, breaking the perspective while Wesley commands his first team. Sean, your microphone does not sound quite right. You sound oh, a really? little tenny. Okay. Is it just me uh, that's hearing it? You sound a little like you're not... Uh, I can't hear myself in my speakers right now. a little nasally, but... I'm no, I think it sounds voice. like maybe you're not... The, you're not plugged in right or you're not close enough or something i don't know oh well, let's see if i can fix it i don't know anyway aaron you watched yeah, the episode i did you were uncomfortable with the picard horseplay <laughs> but other than that how did you find the episode like, what is happening um well uh this one's this one's okay it's uh, what's your what's the IMDb what's your IMDb number, Aaron? I will say a six. I'm gonna say that this is the one where Data befriends the little alien kid. Yes. Is that yeah. what mm -hmm. is? Yeah. I think that that's probably kind of charming. So I'm gonna say <laughs> six uh eight. Six eight on the nose. Nice. So do you think if he knew what the alien girl looked like that he would be more or less inclined to save her? <laughs> I think Data doesn't really wow. have that you opinion. Are, you, are, you are on some hot takes today, lady. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what? Oh, I saw the screenshot on Netflix. I hit Data with that. I was like a baby werewolf, and I was like, what's going to happen in this episode? Good times. Just like, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think Picard fucks horses, and that little yeah. girl is ugly. <laughs> and I think Data's being catfished. <laughs> the, oh, good times. The, the most interesting thing, for, to me anyways, is the little girl is played by Nikki Cox. Does anybody ring a bell to anybody? No, who's Nikki Cox? Um, well, she's an actress. She was a, a big in the 90s as sort of a red, hot redhead. Um, oh, was she a child when this was filmed? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she was like 9, 10 when this was made. Got it. Um, so According then she to goes, Wikipedia. She's married to Jay Moore <laughs> now, as far as I know. They were married. I don't know if they still are. Okay. The name's familiar, but I'd have to see a picture. Uh, all of the shows that they are listing as shows that she was on are shows I did not watch, which is why I don't recognize her. I watched, ever after. That's the one I know her from. Vegas. I used to watch that show. That was, what if the Bundys were divorced, but the Al lived in the basement and talked to a plush rabbit that was voiced by Bobcat Goldthwait. Okay, I don't think so. <laughs> what What is this program called? <laughs> Unhappily Ever After. Oh. She played Look the, at Wesley. Yeah. He's all, he's so like, he's so proud that he got, yeah. he's getting the command. Actually has some interesting themes about like, how to take command of a project. Sure. I thought it was actually very useful. I mean, he's still only like 16, like in the world yeah. of the show. Yeah. 
Well, that's and they're the already like, this episode is. and they're already like, you get to be in charge of a whole group of adults. And oh, yeah, yeah exactly. And well, and Pulaski was uh, hesitant, not in, because she didn't want him to grow, but just was like, keep in mind, he's sixteen or whatever. Now, what is it that they're supposed to be doing? It's obviously not a dangerous project. They wouldn't so, let analyze some minerals, right? Right from the planet that's being destroyed. Oh yeah. Because they want people that, (laughs) yeah. The whole reason why data gets involved is because Mm -hmm. there's people that are living on this planet, yeah, that's about to be destroyed. And yeah, Picard just had a look on his face when right what Wesley left, he had this look on his face of like, I really don't like that kid very much. (laughs) So give him the command, that'll keep him out of my hair for a few days. Yeah, this is all just a way for Picard to get Wesley out of his way for a while. He won't be on the bridge so much. But here's how, this is the setup for how he's going to hear from um, his internet boo. Yes. (laughs) This is a Wesley saves the day kind of an episode. There is, yeah. I mean, because they figure out a way to stop the planet from blowing up, if I I think. But it's only because Wesley takes charge and right, right. Yes. He asked so for a test. The other guy's like, it's going to be too much work. They've done this exact episode. Why is there shit all over the floor? That's what Warp's saying. <laughs> He's like, good. And then look at the look on Data's face. <laughs> That's That to me was the first like real sign that he's like catching some human vibes. Wait, yeah. Like, Am I cool with that right now? So Riker and Troy are off to go bone, it looks like. Uh-huh. It I really can't happened. figure out what else they were doing walking together right now. They're friends. Well, but they walk they're going, off. They're going somewhere. I they know. got a purpose. I know. <laughs> Look how, when, when he leaves, watch how they go off together. It'll take a second. Uh-huh. So this is Wesley just being like, I don't know. At the moment. Yeah. He's like, how do I deal? I'm, you know, they're older than me. What do I do? And Riker's just thinking, how do I get this kid? to Like, what do I say? Look, she goes over there. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I totally picked up on that too. I want them to be together. I think they're a hot couple. Well, spoiler alert. (laughs) It's going to happen. In seven years. It'll come to fruition. There will come a time that may blow your mind when it happens. We'll see at that point. She's going to date someone else from the main cast before she gets Riker. Oh my God. Is it? Guess who you think it is? Is it Worf? It's Worf, yeah. It is Worf. They have a whole little thing for yeah. a, season, a season or two where they're dating. Uh, and Riker is all jealous and has to, like, learn to get over it. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. So, anyway, I'm marking this down as a Wesley Saves the Ship episode. I, I think, like, yeah. Correct. I agree. Yeah, he he does his thing. And yeah, he was going to be leadership generous with the scoring on that game so have you have any of you had to um supervise someone significantly older than you (sighs) yeah i used to have a guy who worked for me who was probably in his 60s yeah but he was so i mean he was he was a sweetheart he was just nice just wanted to do his job and he never gave me any problems yeah what about you how about you Actually, it's kind of interesting. It was someone who initially like trained me, and then eventually I became his supervisor. Uh huh. So and it could have been that? awkward, but we were friends. So anyway, yeah. So we we figured it out. They do this plot. They've done this plot before, a couple of times. In fact, they did it once with Data in the first season, where Data was. Uh, the, the the people on the bridge didn't want to listen to Data because he was a robot, even though he was technic- even though he was in charge. You remember that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it once on the old show with Spock, where sure. the the people on the bridge didn't want to take Spock's orders because he was a dirty Vulcan. It was all about <laughs> it was all a metaphor for you know racism. Yeah. yeah. 
but it's this uh, one is but... meta- this one is not even a metaphor for like racism if it, i guess it's a metaphor for ageism maybe yeah how do you take command because there will be times where you know you will be you know you may not be sort of a linear leader by any kind of like yeah like picard the picard stand you know what if you are young but you have the ability how you gain the confidence to match your ability if that makes sense i thought it was pretty interesting yeah that is interesting there's a whole like how to be sure of your decisions and sometimes it doesn't mean you won't be wrong sometimes you know yeah. i think it's there like are, coaches them a little bit more later on there are a lot of books out there that are sort of self-help books but star trek themed yeah like there are books that are like star trek how way to organizing yeah. businesses captain picard's management you know handbook and shit like i mean there are some you know themes within this like environment well, we've talked about it a lot like how picard is such the get everybody's input yeah you know yeah. he asks everybody's opinion but then he makes a decision and then that's it yeah, yeah. picard's a good manager he like welcomes input <laughs> yeah and i think uh sorry because i've seen the episodes so i forget where we are but i think actually wesley talks about that very thing later on is that, just is, that the dick, is that the dick guy who doesn't want to do the or do it yes the, yeah that's the asshole that doesn't want to do the yeah which is the, like i've definitely supervised people like that where they're just like especially if they're seasoned they're like oh we've tried this before and it didn't work so we never want to like do it it's like, but he's an but I, like he doesn't outrank wesley no he doesn't he doesn't none of these people outrank him yeah that's got point they're all they're all they're all ensigns too they're just older than him but what i do find interesting is that yeah when leslie finally decides you know what i need this test to be done and he goes and he tells the guy and the guy's just like okay yeah he has to put up a fight you know what this is this is doogie hauser this is like yeah. young Sheldon, kind of, That's where it's true. like a genius who has to get along with uh, people yeah. who are old. Yeah. yeah, genius isn't enough. You have to figure out how to like... Or like when you hear those stories in the news about some 12-year-old who's graduating from MIT or whatever, because yes. they're just prodigies. Wesley's a prodigy. Look at how that is not Patrick Stewart riding that horse. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. That's him. But before that was somebody else. They're like, you're too important to fall off this horse. Right. Well, he knew how to ride a horse well enough to ride from point A to point B. He got that little bit far enough, yeah. I think Patrick Stewart did, is not, like, posh. Like, he didn't come from, like, a, 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 a rich oh. background. So I I kind of would doubt that he rode horses as a kid, you know? No. Like something yeah. I would agree. I don't know how to ride a horse. Do you guys know how to ride horses? Never done it in my life. Not even. I, like I've done it a few times. I was never very good at it. I have been on on a horse, but and just been sort of like led around by sure. somebody yeah. walking alongside. But I've never like tried to ride a horse by myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Unsupervised. Yeah. I think I'd be like a uh, Betazoid, and I would like pick up their vibes too much. She said that it's a problem for them to ride horses. I, I think, I think would... horses are like, they're so skittish and like easily like startled yeah. that yeah. I would just be, <laughs> I would just be, I think nervous the whole time. Yeah. Like this fucking horse could do anything. And I am, I am very high up and Christopher Reeve, you know, yeah. died essentially riding horse. Well, he lived right. for a long time after that, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm just like I don't like it. I don't like the idea of riding a horse. If I don't, it's you know. it's really painful. That's <laughs> all I can remember. Yeah, because you're just bouncing up and down on the back of this fucking hard ass saddle, and it's just yeah. I didn't find it. You know, it's like my sister was big into horseback riding when we were kids, and so like. I was around people who had horses and they let me ride it and tried to teach me. And I was just like, this is way more work than it is fun. 
yeah. why am I why am I working this hard to not have any fun? So, <laughs> I, but then I ask, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people work way too hard to do their fun things. I think. I like watching horse racing. I like going to the track. That's fun. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't I have to ride the horse in luck. that situation. So I enjoy yeah. watching like equestrian stuff, horse jumping and things like that. Very fun. No desire to do it myself. No. I, we've been rewatching The Sopranos, and we just got to the season. We just got to the part in the season where uh, Joey Pantoliano buys that horse. Ralph Cifaretto is his character. Right. Name. He buys the horse that Tony falls in love with, and then the horse dies, and Tony's so pissed off about the horse dying. Tony doesn't care at all when people die, but he really gets upset when animals die, which is kind of a sociopath kind of thing. I think. Oh, there he did. He did, yeah. oh, he did oh, the leg. Everybody. Wesley does it, too. We missed Wesley. Wesley does it before. He oh, of course he does, because he, he idolizes Riker, right? He must love Riker. He must yeah. want to be Riker. I would, I would be into Riker if I was Wesley. I'd just be like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, because Picard's a little too much of a, like, he's too stern, you know? Yeah. Although he's warming Riker's up. Like, Riker's like your him. cool uncle, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which you he's, really find cool when you're young. Like, you just love kind he of looks people. like he's got his shit together. He's totally yeah. an adult, yeah. but he also still knows how to have fun. Exactly. And he gets the ladies like yeah, right, yeah, yeah. got a great from a fifteen year old boy perspective. Oh, Will yeah. has the perfect life, right? Right. Yeah, I had people like that in my life. Like I basically grew up on a college campus, so there were a lot of students coming through, and there was this one guy who was like, he could juggle, and he was into Pee Wee Herman, like I was, <laughs> and he was like my like older brother. I was like so into that guy. We would just hang out. I can't think of anybody like that in my life. I have two uncles. Yeah. I had two, one of my uncles has passed away, but I had two uncles. And yeah. one uncle uh, we re- we rarely saw, so I didn't have much of a relationship with him. And there, our other uncle that we did see, my dad's brother, was um, kind of a fuck up. You know, he was kind of a mess. And so yeah. he wasn't like, he wasn't the kind of guy you'd be like, I want to be like that guy when, yeah. I grow, when I get older. So... I can't think of anybody like that yep. in my life. Well, I had older siblings too. I that served that role as well. That when I saw them, it was like super exciting. And okay, they went out, you know, became adults, and I was still living at home. And then they'd come back, and it was like. Sorry to change the subject real quick, yeah. but the the cats like to chew on the <laughs> artificial tree, right? No. Oh. Chew the little plastic, you know, the little plastic fern, like pine needles or whatever. And we have these squirt bottles that we have around the house that we use to squirt the cats when they're doing something they're not supposed to do, right? So I just, I just looked over, saw the cat chewing on the tree, grabbed the water bottle, and squeezed the water bottle so hard that I broke the water bottle. The trigger of the water bottle has come off, and the, um, the, yeah. the bottle is now in pieces. Uh-oh, those cats are going to go crazy tonight. Oh, they're no, like, there's like 10 oh, more water bottles. No, just they, like, <laughs> oh, it's like, the, it's like the deck, it's like this Enterprise, just yeah, like squirt bottles all over the place. Yeah, oh boy, I've really done it. Got water spilled everywhere. Oh well. <laughs> uh, listeners, you're getting real life here, listeners. Real life yeah. here. You're real insight into what is Matt. The Christmas tree is going up today. Nice. Even though it's still two weeks till Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, but it's, it's 20 fucking 20, all right? Uh, if any year deserves early Christmas, it's this year. But I told Stan, I said, you can do it whenever you want this year. All the rules are off. I got a triple ornament, Aaron. You'd love it. Yeah. I saw Captain America shield, I think, on that. Yeah. 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 We have some nerdy pop culture stuff. A lot of Star Wars. Yeah. Stan wants a Mandalorian. I guess they have a Mandalorian ornament this year. And so that's we have added, a that's added to the tree. 
we have a inflatable the child that's going to go in our front yard. Oh yeah. Yep. And baby Yoda holding the candy cane. Oh, that's funny. You have you seen? Have you been watching this? Have you been watching this season, Matt? Are you yeah. Yeah, I'm all caught up. Um, Little baby Yoda is eating all the eggs. Yeah, he loves them eggs. That baby likes to eat. <laughs> that baby some. is always hungry. Gross. It's the hungriest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's happening on this episode? I haven't been. Uh, uh, we're trying to figure out what to do with this these people because it's a prime directive issue. <laughs> Pulaski's oh. actually defending data in this one. Yeah. So the planet's going to blow up or something? Right. The planet's going to blow up and they have to decide whether to rescue the people or not? Basically, yes. And the people are pre they're not they're prime directive people? Right. They've never they've never met a plan never met a people that had interstellar how, travel. Yeah. How does data have these this friend? He was commute. They were like sending out a "Can you help us?" signal yeah. from the planet, and uh-huh. he picked up on it. She's his internet boo, and he responded. Yes. Well, that so, right there is breaking the prime. He's already yeah. broken the prime directive. It's yeah. whether or not they're going to break it more is basically the conversation they're having now. So, would this be a good time for you guys to tell me what the prime directive is? Sure. Is if you'd like to know. The prime directive is like, do you, are you, do you really want to know? Or were you just saying that to me? Well, start talking and I'll let you know. What? <laughs> I said start talking, and if we're still talking in 20 minutes about it, I'll... <laughs> no, it won't be 20 minutes. I can do it okay. fast. I do Starfleet, has a, Starfleet has a rule, and yeah. it's like their, it's their main big rule. That's why it's called the prime directive. It's okay. like the golden rule. And the rule is that if a planet doesn't know about aliens yet. Other life forms. Right. Yeah. If they I kind of gathered from their convo, but I just wanted to check in with it's the It's to prevent like colonists. It's to prevent them from becoming like colonialists, you know? They're not allowed to interfere or in any way make their existence known to species on planets that have not yet figured out by Evolved themselves that, that aliens exist. So there's like they have to have warp drive is basically what it boils down to. If the if a spe- if a planet doesn't have warp drive, then they're then that means they don't know that there are aliens in the universe. And when so was that's it all. explained to the audience? It's just it's always been a thing on Star Trek from the back in the Kirk days. Like it's there all, are Kirk broke it all, like every every yeah, week. They broke it all the time. And Kirk never even. <laughs> I think I missed to it. I missed the like inception like, of it though. There are pretty early episodes of mm-hmm. of original series where they talk about the prime director. Yeah, I think I. Then missed they it. realized that like ninety percent of the stories they were creating, in order to f- actually do anything, they had to break the prime directive, and they yeah. just kind of ignored it from that point on. Okay. And there have been episodes of this show that have de- dealt with it, but probably they happened before you started watching the episodes. In you know, in advance, I, I come in. It's the Gorn. That's when I come in. Yeah. No, I mean they've done it on Next Generation too, but uh, probably before you. Do you remember it. the episode where Wesley was about to was going to be put out to death because he stepped on the flowers? Oh yeah. All the hot people in white outfits. That yes. was a prime directive episode, and that yeah. time they just decided, "Fuck it, we're breaking the prime directive. Okay. We're not going to let you kill this child." Okay. <laughs> So now they're trying to decide, should we help these people, even though helping them would reveal that we are, that we exist, right? Even though the little girl already knows that they exist, but nobody else on the planet knows, just the little girl knows? Yeah, as far as I know, just the little girl, but who knows? They they don't go too See how big of a, like, blabby mouth she is, unless she told her. (laughs) Right. Well, don't they like white mind wipe her at the end so she doesn't remember anything that happened? I that believe that is yes, that sounds right. I was uh, in and out of the end of this episode. I took a few naps here and there, so yeah, me too. 
I don't always remember how the episode. So we have is. two. Pe- we have two people who kind of have seen it, and one person <laughs> who's going off his memories from 25 years ago. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> hey, we never claimed to be Star Trek experts yeah, on that this show. The, that's we, why we specifically do not say we're Star Trek experts. Yeah, we go out of our way to say that we're not. That's exactly right. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's Uncle Jake and Aunt May. And Aunt May. Is your apartment still not on fire? Yeah, it it's still not on fire. Yes, <laughs> it was almost, but it's not. The apartment next door, not so lucky. Oh God, that was definitely there's definitely some smoke happening and oh God. some work had to be done. Well, welcome to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, we watched these episodes. Yeah, uh-huh. and we stayed awake. Yeah, that was foolish. (laughs) You know, it occurs to me that saying you were not able to stay awake is not a rousing endorsement of this episode. No, it is not. Oh, there we go. There is this. This is the first time he orders tea Earl Grey hot and actually drinks it. Uh The other episode where he did it, it turned into a plant. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) This time he actually gets the tea. And he was totally like, uh, uh, I mean, plant, house, <laughs> potted. Thank you. What? The, the, the replicator was malfunctioning yep. or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Have you guys talked about what you would order if you got to put an order into the replicator? If I could order from the replicator? Yeah. What uh, would be your yeah. first thing? I mean, this is, sort of the, this is sort of the what would your final meal on death row be question kind of, you know? Chili like cheese what, fries. You can approach it that way. Chili cheese fries. That's not a bad answer. I'm just like, what For do both you of those, death that? row and replicator. Probably like some sort of nice steak or something. I don't know. Uh, surf and turf, lobster and steak. Yeah. Fish and chips. I like a fish and chips. Me too. Oh, good British fish and chips. Can they replicate malt vinegar? Because I hate it when they forget that you need malt vinegar for fish and chips. Mm. Depends on how good your replicator is, I think. Mm. You gotta put a you gotta put a the patterning in special. And how they feel about horses. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh... Yeah. It's like beef tartare. I like beef tartare quite a bit. Yeah. Some people don't like it because they don't like the idea of eating raw beef, but I think okay. it's great. So it's what I don't know if I've had it. Like, it's like so. There's like beef tartare and there's beef carpaccio, which are basically the same idea, but I've it's had like the thinner slices. I just yeah, the the thin first. slice with the cheese is yeah. that's beef carpaccio. Okay. Beef beef tartare is where they grind it up, so it's like chunky, and you spread it on like toast and stuff. Oh. It's more of a pate-ish kind of thing yeah. than a Can than we a just slice recognize thing. that doll is of nightmares? And oh my god! I feel like it's a bit of a space Chucky situation. Yeah. Well, doll. it looks like the little girl who has the doll. And that's oh part of the problem. God. I know. Uh, now like... you could complain about what the little girl looks like. <laughs> I, I, I hear I you. Think the doll have. is perfectly representative of what I mean, the little girl would think face. a little baby would be like. Data needs a haircut. His hair is kind of <laughs> yeah. long. Back. They wanted it for this part so you could see it blow in the wind. Yeah. Kind of got a Nicolas Cage thing going on. It's good. Need a little secondary motion there. Does he not know that it's a little girl? I, th- I think he does because it was <laughs> clearly a little girl's voice. It's like yeah. reverse catfished. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he thought he was oh, talking no. to like a, a scientist or something. All right. Like, there she is. Yeah, she looks like a. She looks a lot like that doll. I mean, he's not <laughs> wrong. So, how many of you would be to be like, "Oh, I went to too much trouble for <laughs> to save this." It's like they <laughs> took the that, this? <laughs> the mask of the blue guy with the the weaved harmonica, yeah, and just repurposed it. Yeah, because they put like less effort into this, <laughs> <laughs> like. We're saying we don't like this. 
Aaron's got a problem with the way this child looks. I think she's saying that it would have been okay she for took them like to let one... these people die because yeah, they don't she... look good. She took one look at the girl and like, okay, we should go. Yes. Like. She was like, my personal prime directive. Yeah, we'll my prime directive is that uggos do not. <laughs> yep, we only save the hot ones. Yeah, Aaron's takes like, her, takes Aaron's her like, hot and flying today from Aaron, man. Aaron's like, well, do you have any cash or grass? Because <laughs> I'm not interested in the ass. <laughs> Oh god! Oh man, good times. He's not supposed to do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He grabbed onto her. Data's having a lot of feelings. He's and look what he death. does next. He takes her where no child shall go before. Yes. <laughs> takes her to the bridge. Yeah, we know how oh, he hates it when no, there's children. Picard is not happy about it. To be fair, maybe he knows in like ten years he's gonna look. She's gonna look like Nikki Cox. So true. Wait it out, he's, like he's Twilight style. Just wait it out. Tagging him, putting it's appropriate. Oh, a friend of the of ours once told me that's a tagger. You tag him and then you put him out into the wild until they turn eighteen. Ugh. <laughs> that's what they did in Twilight. Oh, true. But they use what? Imprint, imprint? She marries the, the werewolf. I have to go uh, refresh my beverage. Try to not say anything uh -oh. horrible. <laughs> That's impossible. I make no such promise. Yeah, this is our like prime opportunity. This is our prime directive. <laughs> Uh, Why is that? So Dana's just been bridge? like, look at Deanna. She's like, oh shit. She's all. Yep. Deanna's like, oh, this is awkward. I'm sitting right in the middle. Yeah. I'm getting all these emotions from all directions. A lot of emotions. <sighs> He's got long pinky fingers. He has, oh, they have super long fingers. Look at that. Guys, there's nothing redeeming here. <laughs> <laughs> Deanna's like one of those people that's like, he goes into your house and you're like, oh, I'm great with dogs. It's like, no, my dog is really mean to people. It's like, no, but I'm great. And then the dog like barks at him and bites him anyway. <laughs> right. It's like, I told you. Like, Deanna just assumes that she's going to be great with every child that Data brings right. on board. Mm -hmm. Well, she is supposed to be like an expert at this shit. Yeah. This girl was not having it. No. So I want the pasty robot guy. Yeah. Why does she only like Data? Well, that was the first person to talk to that's, her. That's her friend. So she's oh, comfortable with her. But does she not have other friends? Guess not. I'm not that her like only other Data. friend is that doll, and that doll shady. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even take the doll, the doll with her into the tunnels when her whole is about to blow up, so it must yeah, not mean that much. It's like, oh, look at this doll my parents got me because they think I'm a typical child. How little they understand. Only Data understands me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wesley's like, Wesley's like, who's this bitch? I'm the only child allowed on the right? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Thought if he on this goddamn ship for a year. Before he let me on the bridge, and this chick just gets to walk yep. right on. Yep. Put her in a proton torpedo. Send her back <laughs> Launch home. her into space. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll send her back home. It's safe. Spock's done it before. Of course, he was kind of dead at the time. <sighs> There's still like eight minutes left in this thing, you guys. Oh, yeah. God. It's yeah, not a very, it's a pretty slow-moving episode, right? Yes, in comparison, definitely in comparison to the next one. The next one's a, a blockbuster. By yeah, comparison. it's quite the stare Riker was given right there. Everything's all screwed up. <sighs> yeah, yep. you gave this, you gave this a high score on? for for the charming points that you got. Had the uh, corrections corner, Matt. I don't have corrections corner. Sorry. No corrections corner. I've been missing corrections corner. I was well, 
But I was listening to the last episode. I was like, we haven't done Corrections Corner, and I can't even remember the last time. But I understand it's work for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. I do appreciate <laughs> that you do them at all. I'm not saying that I'm going to start doing it or anything. It's not actually a lot of work. I just didn't do it. I'll tell you why uh, I haven't didn't do it. Uh, I got a, a PlayStation 4. I know the PlayStation ah. 5 just came out, so I'm still a generation behind, but I did get a PlayStation 4. So I've been playing uh I've been playing a lot of video games the last couple of weeks since I got this thing. What's Pretty much all playing? I've been doing, actually. New games? Or well new to me. Yeah. I've never played them before. Sure. But I don't buy video games unless they're like, you know. Unless they've been out for a while and are only like fifteen dollars or whatever. Yeah, it's, the, it's the way to do it. What did you get? I started. I started playing. Uh, uh, well, I started playing the Spider-Man game, uh, which is really fun, actually. Uh, just Heavy swinging guy. around with your webs is fun in that yeah. game. Uh, and then I was playing that game, and the 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 woman who plays Aunt May. I was listening every time Peter was talking to Aunt May. I was like. I recognize that voice. I recognize that voice. So I looked it up, and it's my next. It's my neighbor from across the street. That's uh, funny. Yeah, who I knew was a voice actress, but I didn't know she had done that game. But she was the voice it's of the Aunt person May. who always yells at you to get off her lawn. No, no, she. We like each other. She's good. <laughs> She's a good neighbor. She had a big old Biden sign out in front of her front yard. And She's an ally. Her name is Nancy, and she's cool. Great. We love Nancy. She's the voice of Aunt May. And then I started playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Jake, have you played Mass Effect Andromeda? I have. Okay. What did you think of Mass Effect Andromeda? Good enough for what I paid for it. But yeah, not- me. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just got it for like twelve dollars or whatever it was. Because it's been out for a while. Uh, it's. Oh, I- you go. You talk. I was going to say, overall, the characters and the storyline weren't up to par with the other games. Uh-huh. Um, there were some other things that they got right with the gameplay, I thought. But overall, it was, an, it was good enough. Uh, there's an awful lot of driving, don't you think? There's I, a I lot think of the, driving around. Once once you unlock all the vehicle stuff, it, it becomes one of the funner parts to me, is driving yeah. around. I... It took me a while to get into these new people because they weren't my old pals. Uh, but I'm I I'm invested enough now, mostly because I seem to have inadvertently chosen all of the snarky choices for my responses. Mm. So my guy is like really sarcastic, which just it's just funny and it makes me laugh that they used that sarcastic was apparently a character choice that you could choose in this game. So he's pretty funny. So I like him well enough. It feels just enough like Mass Effect to 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 like sort of scratch that Mass Effect itch. Uh, even though there are so many things about it where I'm just like, oh, this is, a, this is a weird choices you guys have made with this game. But I'm still playing it, so I must not hate it. Yeah, there's still enough new stuff and interesting twists. Yeah, and I, uh, the characters have grown on me. It took a while, but now I'm into the like doing the loyalty games where you, uh, the loyalty missions where you sort of get to know more about them, and I'm starting to like them more than I did at first. Uh, at first, I was like, "Who are these? Who are these knockoffs of my beloved friends from Mass Effect?" <laughs> yeah. Scott Ryder is no Commander Shepard. I'll tell you that right now. No. no. Uh. Although he is gay and having a fling with the engineer, so that's fun. No, oh, that's good. It's my favorite thing about those games is that you can uh, have romances with people. It really makes me laugh. Like whenever I'm bored, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, just going to get down to engineering and flirt with Gil. <laughs> <laughs> See what he's up to these days. Yeah. So does Zeta follow the card a lot? In the future episodes. Does he what, Picard? Does he follow his heart? Does he do these impulsive things because he, like, has gleanings of, like, emotions or something? No, not really. 
Okay. Not really. All right. He's... Sarjanko was special then. Yeah, there's an episode coming up um, where he creates a daughter for himself. He builds a robot. He builds a version of himself, but he makes it a, like a young, not not like a girl, but like a young woman robot. And oh. he calls him, he calls her his daughter. And uh, that episode, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to talk about it without spoiling it. Well, you won't remember. Uh, <laughs> You can mind wipe me. It has an ending where you would think that Data would be would have a lot of emotions, and he doesn't because he, okay. he's Data. He just goes back to work, and every, all the rest of the gang are all like, "Aren't you upset about this thing that happened?" And Data's just like, "I am not capable of feeling upset." You know, boy, that's his deal. Okay, no emotions for Data. Except when he does. He never does. I mean, he every once in a while you see him sort of like make a facial expression, but it's just, I think that's just because he's learned to imitate facial expressions. So what's the, what's the reason for him saving Sarjenko then? Well, he has these ethical like uh, programs in his brain that to, to uh, that he was built with that are supposed to make him do always do the right thing. So he decided that the right thing to do was to uh, disobey orders, right? But okay. it wasn't an emotional decision. He would not describe it, I think, okay. as an emotional decision. Okay. He would describe it as, like, my ethical subroutine. Yeah, it's a moral Yeah, thing. it's a, I, I made a moral decision, but it was not influenced by emotion, is what I suspect Data would say. He probably says it in the episode. You watched it. You should know what he says. Uh, yeah. You were asleep by then. Weren't you? I, I took a little siesta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. I'm not judging. I, you know, maybe I'm judging a little. Yeah. Hey, we did more than you did. Yeah, I didn't watch it I didn't watch it at all. I got better things to do. I got video games to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was video game corner. Uh, that's cool. I'm enjoying my. I'm enjoying my place. Uh, you got any recommendations? Oh, one more thing I was going to say about the CS, about the uh, PlayStation was that because this Mass Effect Andromeda game, you guys, it's it's there's a lot of uh, going places and finding things type missions, right? Where it's like you have to find 20 different like plant kinds of plants. So you have to fly around all these different planets and then you have to drive around. You have to find the plants. And. That doesn't sound fun, right? But I kind of like those, like, chore <laughs> missions. I don't know why. But there's something about them that I'm just like, yeah. I like I like checking things off lists. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of that kind of vibe where you're just like, I got to get, I got to get three more plants so I can scratch this thing off the list. All right. And it made me think of this game back, I had... Back in law school, I had uh, I was playing. I had a PlayStation Two, and I had a game that was based on CSI, like the TV show CSI. Mm -hmm. It was one of those like really cheap, like uh, like uh, knockoff games that they just crank out to take advantage of the IP oh, of a license. Yeah, yeah, they had the license for CSI, so they made this kind of really lame game where all you really did was sort of look around rooms for clues, right? Because you were always trying to like solve the murder or whatever. And it was super boring, but it was really uh, relaxing to me to play when I, you know, because I was stressed because of school. And it was like, it, there was something sort of comforting about playing this really lame game. Except one time uh, I was playing the game and uh, my boyfriend at the time came in and sat down on the couch and he sort of watched me play for about five minutes. And then he just looked at me and he was like, is this fun? <laughs> is this really fun? And I had to be honest. I had to be like, actually, it's not fun at all. <laughs> but, but I do it anyway. <laughs> I can't explain it. Love it. Yeah, so my recommendation corner for this week is PlayStation 4s. They're there pretty cool. Go. I have one if you want to play the jingle. Play the jingle, Jake. Or whoever. Yeah. 
Now, this one comes with a caveat. But <laughs> I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So if Yo. you're a Kevin Smith fan, then I would recommend it. Because it's really him playing the hits. So if you like old Kevin Smith, I would recommend it. Pretty funny. Okay. That's cool. That's a good recommendation. I don't know who is a uh, Kevin Smith fan amongst the Warp crew, but we never really talked about it. I love him, so I thought it was hilarious. We like Dogma. I've seen all his movies except for Clerks. I've even seen Clerks too, but not Clerks. I've tried many times, but just gonna get through it. I have seen most of his movies. Same. I don't know. I know where. that there are. I know that there are ones that I have not seen. I well, I, if you haven't seen any of the weird ones he did later on, then yeah, that doesn't really. Count. I'm talking about like the Jay and Silent Bob, like those. Yeah. Chasing Amy. Yeah, the Chasing Amy, Mallrats. Mallrats. I have seen the. I have seen. If you like those movies, that's what he's going towards. Chasing Amy is probably the best movie he's. That's his best. Yeah, easily, easy. Though people give it shit, but Jersey Girl, the George Carlin performance in that is pretty awesome. He gets all emotional and you know fraternal. Uh, I okay. think that's a better movie than Chasing Amy. I'm just saying, it's up there. <laughs> Dogma, yeah, but Dogma was the one that when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this blows my mind. Because I'm supposed to be Catholic. That's, uh, yeah. But, it, you know, it's lots of references to that. Obviously, he got Ben Affleck to play his character from Chasing Amy. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh, so, which was kind of a big deal. It's on Prime, so it's free. Cool, man. So, well, on that sort of fizzle of a note, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Warped the Podcast and get our merch at lunar underscore flair f-l-a-i-r on instagram you can follow us on twitter at warped trek you can follow me at host warped you can follow min uh to, even though he doesn't deserve the uh, credit because he wasn't on this episode but he is at wet maynard to learn about our dungeons and dragons and call of cthulhu podcasts and live streams you can go to patreon.com slash warped become a subscriber for access to bonus material and additional content i'm done um, just to add on to that, this is kind of an anniversary episode for us. It is. Uh, it's a 150th episode. No. Um, so I want to ask all the listeners out there, <laughs> let's push the show this, this week, really go out there and, you know, you know, 10 people that would listen to this show if you had told them about it. So do it. And make this episode great again. God damn it. Do it. <laughs> I know. I was like, this sounds like a pyramid scheme. Yep, he's right. <laughs> this will be this is episode one fifty. Sean's right. Yep. Look at that. So unless anybody has anything else they'd like to add, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Aaron. And I'm May. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>